Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Thank you, thank you. I'm really excited this morning, and I'm honored, and yeah, I can't wait to to get going. But first, I really felt like the Lord wanted to share some encouraging words for people. So I'm going to ask Seth, Darlene, and my husband, Josh, to come up and just see what the Lord does if if he wants to release something over a specific person. Um, I just really feel like God wants to release some encouragement this morning. So, without further ado. You know that verse that says you just step in faith and he'll fill your mouth? That's what's happening right now. <laughs> I was asking and asking, you know, when she gave me the heads up and I, th- I wasn't getting anything. I thought, oh, okay, new measures of faith. So, I feel like there's a word of faith <clears throat> for all of us in this room. It's not just one person, but it's a collective corporate coming together with that measure of faith that each of us has given us to step in to that next right place. So the next right step, the next right place is always in his presence, right? We know that we're always in his heart. We're always abiding in him and from him and through him. We have our being, right? In him we live, move, and have our being. So I was hearing that verse a lot this week of, with a measure of faith, just keep walking. Just walk it out, walk it out, dance it out, whatever you've got to do, you know, sing it out. He's with us, and he's not leaving us or forsaking us. And if we get a little bit off track, he's just so gentle as a shepherd to just redirect. But he's redirecting, and he's empowering, and he is so pleased with us as his church. So I just wanted to release that. I'm just as ready as you. (laughs) Best part about Holy Spirit is he's always ready when we're not. That's the best part. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Yeah, there's really just like, it's the word that I keep hearing again and again is hope. Just an incredible amount of hope. And I really feel like anyone who's felt like this season for you has been hopeless or you feel like you've been drained or tired or weary, that you feel like you've just had everything stripped away. I just feel like God's saying that this is a season of restoration. This is a season of rest, and you're actually coming into a place where you actually feel comforted. And just like not every day is a challenge, but actually an opportunity. I feel like God's opening some really wild doors for you that you're just going to be amazed by the greatness that he has in store for you. That's going to be things that you've been hoping for and longing for, and all the moments of pain and sadness will be all worth it for this next season. So get excited for what's coming. I'm going to break the mold a little bit here. Uh, if it's all right, I have a specific word for the gentleman in blue here. Yeah. What's your name? Darren. Awesome. Um, Darren, I really felt like the Lord was highlighting you, and specifically there were two things I felt like he was saying. You have a, a teacher anointing on you just to, to release breakthrough for people, to bring people into revelation of God's goodness and of who he is. But I feel like that it's, it's in the spiritual, but there's a lot you teach tangibly as well, like in the physical also. Um, And with that, I felt like there was a special anointing relationally for you 
with young men and just to to be an awesome incredible father and teacher in that that way um and i I specifically see like teenage boys like in that that age where they're they're really trying to navigate and figure out their way and their life and so i feel like the lord's going to be putting people if he already hasn't he's going to bring more and he's going to bring more um more young men to your life and so i just want to encourage you to be looking out for them because he he will bring them to you um and so i just want to pray for you in that like whatever this looks like it could be a personal ministry or it could be just something like this is just how you do life you know um so i just want to if we could just pray for for darren i just want to bless bless him in that lord thank you for highlighting darren today and thank you Thank you for his heart. I just sense, I just really sense the, the Father's heart in you. And it's just so, so strong. And um, and that's why I think young men are going to be attracted to you just naturally. It's going to be like, I didn't you know necessarily ask for any of this, but the Lord's going to release, because there's such a trust as well for you, the Lord's going to release, oof, I just feel his presence so strong on that. But I just feel like the, the Lord's going to release uh all, all these opportunities to you um, as well. So I just, I just bless that, Lord. I bless the lives that, uh, that Darren is going to impact, Lord, that he already has. And I just see like this generational fruit coming from that as well. So God, we just breathe on that. Um, and we thank you for the multiplication that's going to happen from his life. And um, yeah, just even just for the both of you, what this is going to mean, um, for, for you guys and, and what you're going to do with the Lord in this. It's going to be a lot of fun and very, very rewarding. So we just bless you guys in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. So good. Thank you. Thank you, the three of you. Um, and if you also didn't receive a word specifically, you can, you know, take away from what others have received as well along with the corporate words. So thank you, Seth. Um, well, good morning, everyone. Like I said, I'm honored to, to share with you this morning. I have a chair because I, I like to sit and be comfortable. Um, so just bear with me. I just also wanted to say welcome to our first time guests. Excited to have you with us. Um, yeah, I just pray for, for you and for all of you that you would just re- receive what the Lord has for you today and that um, you would just receive from the Spirit, not just from from what I'm saying verbally or what I'm sharing. So um, I think this is a perfect time to go into prayer. So God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that we get to be together, worship you. And God, I just pray that you would have your way this morning, that you would just open up hearts and ears to just receive what you have, God. I I can't do this without you. I don't want to do this without you. Would you just move today? In Jesus' name, amen. So, all right, I have some things to go through. Let's see. Um, I didn't bring tissues up here, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I might have, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. I, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, I can get emotional at any second. So, 
just beware. All right, so um, what I wanted to talk about today was intimacy with God. And it's something that is probably the most important thing in my life. It's something that I, I steward, something that it's just really defined my relationship and walk with the Lord. And so just to give you a little bit of background, um, so I'm originally from San Diego. I have seven amazing brothers and sisters. Um, and we've always been really sensitive to the spirit realm because we grew up in a Buddhist household. And so, you know, um, checking out different churches actually was introduced to Jesus by Mormons. Um, you know, God uses all things. So, <laughs> so I knew about God, but I didn't know him. And then I was actually saved through... Um, Miles McPherson's ministry, the Rock Church in San Diego. And I was baptized in the spirit through Heidi Baker's ministry, um, which was awesome. Um, but I knew that I knew that there was more. And learning to hear God's voice has been a journey for me, just like I'm sure it is for everyone else. Um, but how I really relate that to learning to hear someone's voice is really getting to know a person. And um, it's, not, it's not just by the word, but it's also just by receiving from him. And so I think a lot of times like when we pray, uh, it's a lot of us talking, but not a lot of listening. And so I've had to do a lot of that just to, to learn what his voice sounds like. And he uses all things, like I mentioned. So he, he would speak to me, like, through movies. I'm a huge, like, rom-com fan. Where's Dennis? Dennis, too. Um, you know, we love Hallmark movies. And I, one day I was just like, God, like, why do I love this so much? And he was just like, it's because, <laughs> it's because of the pursuit. It's because of love. It's because of my relationship with you like this is what you desire because this is who I am and so it was just so good to me like oh wow I don't just like this because I like this I like this because it's connected to you and so um God would use things like outdoor nature just anything dreams especially dreams uh, I'm a huge dreamer so God will speak to me um through my dreams so He'll wake me up in the middle of the night, things like that. Um, it's been a really fun journey. But um, as far as knowing my whole life that he was pursuing me, it was really when I started pursuing him about 10 years ago that things started to really shift for me. And I don't know if you all know who Banning Liebscher is, but um, he's head of Jesus Culture. And uh, something that he says that I really love a lot is, the Lord stirs our hearts because he intends to be found by us. And so I feel like throughout my whole life, like he was just stirring my heart. And I was just like, like, what is this? Why? And it was when I started pursuing him that I knew like, wow, he intends to be found by me. Like, and so I'll just step back some days and I just marvel at that. Like, the God of the universe wants relationship with me. <laughs> Thanks. 
hopefully you don't get any mascara running down. But um, yeah, so I'll just marvel at his goodness. And I can just stay in that place. And <laughs> so I just want to invite you just to, just to marvel at his goodness, you know. And I think even with that, it's, thanks, Lauren. <laughs> you know, we just have a great community of people. They take care of you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, some days I just step back and I'm like, wow, the goodness of God. Like, we could just stay in that moment and just let him do the rest. So, okay. Um, I have more for you. Um, so, like I said, so on my journey, uh, we went to Bethel. Because I didn't grow up in the church charismatic movement, it was all very new to me. And I would see people like laughing or shaking or on the floor. And, you know, I really, at first, I was just like, wow, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> is this what happens when you know God? Like, this is, I don't know if I want that. Um, but <laughs> but then I would just, I'd simply ask him the question, like, God, is this you? And then he would just be like, yes, is this you? Yes. And so I think a lot of times we just back away from things that are strange or unusual to us, but yet we don't ask the question like, God, is this you? And so I, I just knew, um, knowing that I was in pursuit of him, that I could trust him enough not to lead me astray. So even in the search for him, I just knew that he, he would correct, he would guide, he would say, no, like, this isn't, this isn't me. Um, but I would just allow him to offend my mind. And so that's a weird concept, I think, for a lot of people, like, wow, letting God offend your mind? So I want to get into um, Matthew 15, 21. Um, so if you want to turn there. Actually, Matthew 15, 22. How many of you love the word? Raise your hands, raise your hands. Okay, if your hand's not raised, raise your hands because you know we don't go by feeling, we go by the truth and this is the bread of life. So you may not love it now, but you will be in love with it. All right, so Matthew 15, 22. And I have the ESV translation, so bear with me. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely depressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Um, so so when I read this or when I first read this, you know, I was just taken back by it. Like, wow, like, you know, God referring to her as like a dog and sort of like a, a, a less than, and, and to me in my mind, I would have just been like offended. Like you would call me this, like, what <laughs> you would treat me this way. What? But yet I think the focus is this woman, she knew who he was 
and she had great faith and she pressed in past past the offense and yet God said great is your faith and you should have what you receive and his and her daughter was healed and so I, I really feel like the church needs to hear this because sometimes I wonder if we're not seeing the signs and wonders and the breakthroughs because we get so caught up in offense and so I just want to invite you like into that process like God is there is there anything that I'm holding on to that's that might be holding me back from the breakthrough, from seeing the signs, from seeing the wonders, all that you have for us. You know, a lot of us are so used to what's familiar and what's the norm. And I really feel like we need to be eager to leave what's familiar for what's true. And so what's true is the word of God and who he is. And he can push past, you know, what you believe or what you think you believe, what you think you know. But I just, I really feel like there's going to be a lot of breakthrough happening once we just allow him to just shed away at those layers. <laughs> and so just going back to the, the charismatic movement manifestations, it all started happening to me. I was just like... <laughs> I started shaking and laughing. Uh, one night I encountered the Lord. And I was actually, uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't in, I wasn't in a, a good mood. I, I was just, I was just like, I don't know what I was thinking. I just wasn't in a good place. And I just remember the Lord just saying, just like out of nowhere, like, are you ready? And I was just like, uh, yes. And I just started feeling electricity through my body. Just like, <laughs> that's never happened to me before. And, and I was, it happened, or it lasted for um, a few hours into the night. And then I just thought about that. And I was just like, like even in my place of not being in a good place, just that still small voice of like, hey, are you ready? That invitation. And so since then, it was just kind of like, I'll take any form of him any form, whatever that looks like. And so I think that's something that this house really honors is let's honor the point. Let's honor his presence. Let's honor God. Like it may look weird to some people and that's okay. Like he, he is who he says he is. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's backtrack a little bit. So, um, a few years ago, God gave me the words, let go. And so I had to lose, I had to do a lot of that. And it was, it was like this undoing process, um, just stripping away the things of the world and um, things that, that I knew ultimately didn't serve him. And so I think God will take us in those seasons sometimes where he's just like, hey, where I'm taking you, you can't take that stuff. Like, so, so we got we to gotta work on that. And, and he, there's, there's a time, which I'll go into, where he does... He does, um, where's that word? I'm losing my words here, where he does um, the burning and the removal, the refining, and then there's times where he calls you to do it. And so in that season, it was me. I had to do it. I had to let go. I had to drop these things in order for him to do his work. And so 
you're going to have different seasons with the Lord. And it's really about asking him like, God, what season am I in? Am I in, th- am, am I in this season where I'm dropping things down or am I in this season where I'm actually picking things up? And so, um, I wanted to mention that some of the fruit that I'm seeing today is because of what I let go of. And it reminds me of this testimony with, I'm sure many of you know Rita Springer. She's amazing. She shared this testimony that um, one day God just called her to be in worship, like just just head into worship, start start going after these things. And so she would do that. Like she just pressed in. And then I think it was years later where she wanted to start adopting and God gave her a boy and he reminded her, hey, remember when I asked you to do this and you were worshiping? Well, this is what I'm giving you because of that. And so I just want to say, like, don't despise the small beginnings, the little things that you're doing, because God could just use that years from now, like, hey, do you remember this when this happened? Just knowing that he's a God out of time. He lives out of time. So what you do, he can use for a breakthrough in the, in the future. You know, we talk about physical obedience brings, brings spiritual release. And so I think that's part of it. It's like you don't know what you're doing in the physical will then be done in, in the spiritual for the future. Not just for yourself, maybe for someone else. So just be be in tune with that. Um, and then recently he he talked about being present, being in the moment, which I think is hard for a lot of us because we're so wrapped up in technology, social media, screens. Like I have to fight my way not to do that and push past what is normal and what's in the world and ways to stay connected. And so he, he talked to me a lot about just being present and knowing that this is where he's called us. This is the place he's called us to live, not not um, being anxious about the future or, or worrying about the past, but just being present in this moment. And so I just want to even invite you, like even when we're in worship or even when you're listening to a message, it's like, don't, don't just wait for the end, but just be present right now in this moment just to see what he's doing because he can come in just a quiet whisper. So I talked about um, the refinement and that's a journey that I'm still on, that he's taken me on. And I just want to say, be careful what you ask for because you will get it. (laughs) And I remember it was uh, a few years ago I was just praying like, God, I need more patience. I need more patience. And he gave me opportunities to be patient. And I was like, God, I didn't want it like this. I want to be patient so I don't, I don't need to go through things like this. But he doesn't always work like that. So <laughs> just be careful what you ask for because you'll get it. And um, with the refinement, I knew that God was burning away some things. And like I mentioned, so the letting go is my part and then the refining or the pruning was his part. And so I knew that I had to trust him in the process because I know five years from now, what I'm going through now, he's using. 
And so just trusting, like, okay, he has my best interest. He knows what I can handle. He knows who he's called me to be. And I know he knows that for each of you as well. And this year, I don't know if you guys, like, get words. So, you know, I talk a lot about seasons with the Lord, but he also gives me words for the year. And this year he's been speaking to me a lot about grace to extend not just to myself, but also to other people and, and speaking to me a lot about humility. And I think that, um, I think that that's something that we all need, but it's just been highlighted for me and, and especially with what happened in 2020 and what's, you know, as we lead into 2021, I feel like we all just need to give each other some grace sometimes and, just knowing what that means on a different level because there are things that that um, I think that are wrong or things that I think should be changed or um, things I think should be happening a certain way. And then, and then he just reminds me like, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. So then I just like, I, I drop my own agenda. I drop my own doing and I'm just like, okay, God, like what are you doing? Let, let me... Let me see what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, I know that he is the one that brings justice in all things. So I just trust, I trust him. I trust the process. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. You know, like like children, <laughs> how they how they will cry or want something. And sometimes I, I feel like that's how how God is, like how he sees us sometimes. <laughs> He's always just like, okay. Um, but he, he reminds me of um, just that saying, like even though we don't always get what we want, we can, we'll always get what we choose. And so <laughs> for kids, it's like, they can maybe want something, but they can choose their attitude. And I think that it's a learning process. There's a maturity that happens. And so even as adults, like, yeah, we may not see certain things that we want, but what are we choosing? What are we choosing to believe? And so I just really feel like that's part of my journey in the refining. It's, it's not always fun. It's not always easy but I get to choose the attitude that I have towards the process, towards God. And I choose to partner with him, to allow him to, to do the work that's needed in my life. And I just wanna say like, there's no greater pleasure to me than knowing I am where he wants me to be. And so just in my, in my walk with the Lord, in my attitude, and, and where I'm at, I just, I know he's like, hey, you're right where I want you. You may not be, you may not be done, you may not be complete, but you're right where I want you. So I just want to ask, like, what would the church look like if we were consumed with nothing but the goodness of God? Just grace-filled, serving one another, like in and outside these four walls. And I think part of it is we need to work on our own selves and 
and do it sometimes as a family. Like God calls us in community. Like we need one another. Iron sharpens iron. It's not always pretty, but it's necessary. And so I'm going to go into discipline. (laughs) Discipline. Because it is a necessary part of relationship with God. So if you could turn with me to Hebrews 12, 5. Yes. But he's, he's so good. And trust me, it'll be really good once we go through it. So Hebrews 12, 5 through 11. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They discipled, they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, however, It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Wow. So I'm just going to highlight the ones that really stood out to me. So verses 8, 10, and 11. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, everyone does, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. So just know it's, it's part of being a son and a daughter to be disciplined by the Lord. And then verse 10, God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. I don't know about you, but that's, it's part of being connected to the Lord, sharing in his holiness. So it's an, it's something that's so needed and necessary, but yet some of us are just like, X, no, like, I don't want this. This is too hard. But then verse 11, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so for my Bible lovers, word lovers, um, you can also look up the verses Job 5, 17 through 18 and Proverbs 3, 11 through 12, which is also about discipline and it's, it's really good. So... I just wanted to highlight that discipline is part of God discipling you. And what does the Bible say? That we are called to make disciples. And if you cannot be discipled, you cannot disciple. And so when I think of discipline, it's discipline equals sonship, daughtership, maturity, holiness, righteousness, and peace. So I don't know about you guys, but I want this in my life. And that comes with discipline. All right. Okay, time check. We're good. So I've also learned 
that God has feelings too. And I've also learned one of his love languages is quality time. And so you should spend time with the Lord and just ask him like, God, like, how can I make you feel loved today? Like, how's your day going? He actually has a lot of fun. When I ask him, he's like, oh, I, I did this. I went swimming, did that. I'm like, wow, you do that? <laughs> and so I, knowing that God has feelings, um, I know that we as children can do things that aren't pleasing to him. And so Ephesians 4.30 do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And when we go against God, it's something that grieves him. And I knew when I met the Lord and I was still walking in sin, it was just like, oh, I just knew that it grieved him, but I, I just wasn't so, I wasn't in tune with, to what level because I didn't really know him. It was like a, a distant father that I didn't really know, but I knew it was wrong, like in my spirit. And so... Um, in this season, God's talking to me about just the way that brothers and sisters can mistreat one another or, or how we talk about one another that grieves him. And it's something that I, I just want to say, like, even in the church, like this happens and it's just, it blows my mind. Like, not just that we would do it towards one another, but just that Ultimately, it just grieves him. And it's like there's, there's nothing more that, that you want than to just please the Father. But yet, he's just like, yeah, I see this happening. I see this happening in my, in my family and in my kids, the way that they mistreat one another. And so I just want to invite you all, like, Press into his feelings. Like, what is he feeling? What is he asking you to do? And let us just all rise higher because that's our calling. Okay. All right. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, but do you ever look at someone's joy level or their marriage or ministry? And just become like so attracted to it. You're like, wow, that's awesome. That's like, I want that. And I used to envy those people. And I used to compare myself a lot. And that's a whole other message that I could go into. But, you know, I would just ask those questions like, God, like, why not me? Like, why couldn't I have that? Or, or why couldn't you give me this? But I realized that comparison envy, jealousy that never got me anywhere. And he just reminded me like, hey, like there are plans that I have for you that are just for you. And and then that really solidified just my confidence in, in my walk with the Lord and what he's doing with me. But then that allowed me to see what others had and just honor that. Like, yes, God, like, that's so awesome for them. I just, I honor what you're doing. And then I also, when I, when I stepped back, I just realized, like, that was part of their stewardship that, that got them there. Like, it's not, like, God can give you favor, 
but people need to steward the favor to be where they are. And so that just gave me a whole new level of appreciation. Like, wow, it's, it's their stewardship. It's their humility. And, um, I just started realizing the fruit is just the result of intimacy with God. And so when we talk about the fruit, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so just start identifying the fruit that you see on other people and championing it. Because know that as you honor them, that the Lord will start honoring the things that are on your life that, that what that's or what you're called to do. And so, yeah, I just, I just can't reiterate that enough. Like intimacy with God, like that is the lifeblood of just our being is just knowing him and being known by him. So what does my daily walk with God look like now? So it's from the moment that I wake up. I think Benny Hinn has a book called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Is that right? So that's the first thing I say, like, right when I wake up. Like, good morning, Holy Spirit. Just like, how is this day going to be? And then if he invites me, like, I want you to start making declarations for today. Just like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Okay. And it's even throughout my day. Like, when I need help for something, there was one time. I had looked everywhere. I forgot what it was I was looking for. And I looked everywhere. I checked this backpack, which I thought it was in like five times. And I, I was looking everywhere on the house. And I was like, I just can't find it. I felt so defeated. And then I was just like, okay, God, can you tell me where this is? And he's like, it's in this pocket right here. So then I like went and I was like, it's right here. And I was just like, I thought I checked this five times, but I guess not. And so it's like, sometimes we just do this swirl, like, we're just trying to like do things in our own strength and our own might. And God's like, you could just ask me. Like, it could be that simple. You could just ask me. And so I, I try to do that now. And even in my work environment, like, I mean, I don't know how many are in the marketplace or used to be, but that's something that I'm walking in now because most of my week is in the marketplace it, dealing with, um, people from all spheres of life. And I just ask God, like, God, who should I connect with? What do you want me to say? Like, am I supposed to hit this quota? I can't do it on my own because it's just, it's my own strength. And so he'll help me and he'll like help me hit certain things. And I'm just like, glory to God. Like it's, it's all him. And so it's so easy for me to just release that part. There are other things it's hard for me to release, but certain things that I've, I've worked with him on, it's like, oh, it's so easy. And I do my weekly checks. So I am a very body, soul, spirit type person. I want health in all areas. You know, we are trying beings just like the Lord. We have body, soul, spirit. And so um, I'll do my weekly checks mostly for the soul, emotional level. And, and I'll just check in with myself. Okay, how am I doing? What do I need? Who's going to fill it? And most of the time, it's God who fills it. And then other times, he's like, 
Mm, I actually called you and family and community for a reason. So what you need here, this person's going to meet it. And so it's just sort of that dance, like, okay, walking with the Lord and, and figuring out like the health of my body, soul, and spirit. And I, and I want that for each person because you may be excelling in the spirit, but yet your body and soul is kind of dwindling. And so just surround yourself with godly people and just invite them into the process. Like, hey, I'm actually struggling with this. It's like, God's there. He's going to cover you. Like, he wants you health and whole. So just know that that he'll do that. Okay. And a fun little testimony. Um, when I was on a missions trip, we were in somewhere in Europe, but... Maybe it was in Croatia. And so we were doing a, a prophetic um, prophetic uh, gathering one weekend. And we were doing practicing fruits for other people, like hearing the voice of the Lord and getting a fruit for them and just sharing something through it. And um, I got paired with a gal. And I was going to say, like, I was going to use the fruit banana because I think her hair was blonde. So I was just like, okay, you know, I'll just see what the Lord says. But then right when I was about to speak, God was like, say pineapple. And I was just like, okay, I hear the word pineapple. And then I started going into it. And then <laughs> she was like, at the end I was done, she was like, <gasps> like, <laughs> pineapple is what I've been eating a lot recently. Like I went to the doctors because she had some sort of like cancer or something. And they said pineapple would help, help with the, the healing of it. And she was like, I just found out like a week or two ago that I'm completely healed. And I was just like, wow, like praise the Lord. And, and I was just like, so taken back, like something so simple, but yet it just made me realize like he knows people. Like he knows them more than you know them and you can just trust that. And hearing God's voice and walking with him, it's for your own benefit, but it's also for the benefit of other people because he wants to love other people through you. And so just like start practicing hearing from the Lord, just fun little things. Like he, he's gonna show up. So I'm just gonna start wrapping up now but some things I just wanted to leave you with. Be intentional about connecting with God. Like He cares more about you, your needs than you realize, and even those around you. It's like sometimes we're just fighting so hard for something, and God's like, I've got you. Like, Don't worry about it. Increase your prayer life. Press into the presence, the word, and godly community. Stay present. Look for him in all things. And be humble and willing to be disciplined, which starts with being a disciple. I love John Maxwell, and he says, the secret of your success is found in your daily routine. You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. So I just say, let God be the one to change your life. Even now, no matter where you are in your walk with him, like, there's more. That's what I've, I've learned. 
Like there's always more with him. So would you please stand so I can pray for you? Thank you, God. Thank you that you are who you say you are. You are the beginning, the middle, and the end. I thank you for your sons and your daughters, even the people who don't know you yet, Lord, because they are going to be in it for a wild ride. But I just pray right now in this moment that you would just bless everybody listening to this, that they would know that you are real, more real than you've ever been, that you know them so deeply, so intimately. God, I just pray for their encounters that they would just be so overwhelmed by your presence because nothing else matters but your presence, but you, God. That you would allow us to all just be discipled in order to disciple others. That's what you've called us for. Would you just, like Heidi Baker says, love looks like something. I just pray that the church would look like something, God, that you've called us to be, that you've called us to look like. So would you just take what you've done today, continue to transform us, continue to mold us, continue to discipline us, so that everything that you poured out on the cross is complete. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, 